The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win a $100 cash prize and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 21st, currently 11.15 on the East Coast, here to dig into the Monday night slate in the NBA and recap a few things that we saw from over the weekend. And joining me to help me break down the card, you guys know him as a superstar of the show, the villain, it's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling, my man? Oh, I'm feeling way better than the uh, 76's equipment manager or whatever he is. <laughs> whatever guy working at that stadium, I feel way better than him. <laughs> I saw you tweeted that you could, you were ready for the pot on Monday. I think that happened, what, Saturday night uh, after the uh, Sixers beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah. Not sure if everybody saw what kind of happened. I know everybody was probably caught up with college football, college basketball, NFL over the weekend. But I guess Giannis came out after the game was over and wanted to work on his free throws because he was – For good reason. Yeah, for good reason. He was abysmal from the free throw line and just wanted Four to come 14. out. Yeah, he wanted to come out and uh, practice his free throws. And you want to get into it, Terrell, because you tell the story better about what happened. No, I mean, it's just, you know, the sign of somebody who sucks shooting free throws and another part of somebody who's also a hater in March as Hero. And so <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. I mean, uh, people, players work out in the stadium after the game all the time. And Trez didn't ha- like Giannis shooting the free throws. He and whoever was with them took the ball from him and proceeded to shoot on one side of the court and – Giannis went back, got another ball, tried to continue shooting his free throws on the other side of court, and equipment guy was trying to – I don't know if he was trying to get the camera. He was trying to take the net down, trying to do anything, but it just wasn't the right time. And like Giannis said, it really only escalated because the ladder fell. If the ladder didn't fall, it would just be like, all right, like, you know, he just wanted to get him out of the way. But because the ladder fell, (laughs) you got to think – that is a tall ladder. That ladder yeah. made a sound when it fell. So <laughs> the ladder falling definitely made the situation a lot worse. But, yeah, I mean, Montrez Harold did a lot, and he tried to, you know, he, he did a lot. Like, he's on his half of the court, you on your side of the court. You definitely need to be working on your shot for sure. So I understand why you was out there working. You 100% need to be working on your shot, but let him work on his <laughs> too. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like a whole bunch of nothing and just Montrez Harrell doing Montrez Harrell things. But yeah, you're right. That there was a at least a nine foot ladder, maybe even taller, maybe ten foot ladder. That got knocked over. Definitely. Yeah, he just kind of one hand that thing out the way. I was yeah. like, hey, I was like the equipment guy. I was like, yo, you want to smoke with Giannis? You got it. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Like you just just let my man. As soon as I see him on that free throw line, I'll be like, all right, bro, you got it. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, nah, nah. Let me move the light out of the way. You got it. You good. You good. Matter of fact, you need me. You, you need some help. I can rebound for you. I rebound. You want me to rebound for you? I got you. I got you. Let me. I give you rebounds. Like, I don't know. It was just. And then the confrontation between Thanasis and yeah. Montrez Harrell. Like, it was just all stupid. Yeah. It was just. It was just a whole bunch of nothing happening. But yeah, the next time those two teams get together will not be till I think March. So. Uh, maybe circle that one on your calendars. Or sorry, not till April. Yeah, yeah, March fourth is the next time those two teams get together. But uh, Terrell, we also had some injury news this weekend. Uh, some guys that are going to be out for maybe a couple weeks, and also some guys that came back yesterday. Obviously, Kyrie got cleared to play. Came back against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are going to be without their superstar John Morant for a few weeks as he has a grade one ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Damian Lillard is going to be out one to two weeks with a, uh, I believe, a calf injury. Um, so look out for that uh, as far as, you know, when you're handicapping these games, make sure to check those injury reports. Uh, I think those were the bigger names that are going to be out. Uh, did you notice anything else over the weekend before we get into the Monday games? Uh no, I think I think you basically hit on the big things, and I mean, teams just kind of. I think we're getting to the point of the season where teams are kind of showing us who they are, and yeah. where they are in the spectrum. So, yeah, uh, it's just a lot of big injuries going on around the league this point in the season. So, yeah, definitely. So make sure to check those injury reports, and obviously we dig into it here on the episodes as well. So Terrell. Let's just dig right into it, man. I think we have about uh, eight games on the schedule here tonight in the NBA. The first game on the schedule, it's going to be a 7 o'clock Eastern start between the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Looking at the lines for this game, this number opened up minus three in the favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, That number has now been bet down to minus two over on win bet. Total up up at 226.5. That number has been bent down to 225 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, um, pretty clean for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we're still waiting for Bogdanovich to make his return for this team. Cleveland did play yesterday, I believe. Uh, it was against uh, who did Cleveland play yesterday? Let me double check here. Uh, Cleveland, yeah, they beat Miami on their home floor uh, by 26 points last night, and now. <laughs> they are going to be hosting the uh, Atlanta Hawks in this game. Uh, so we're still waiting for their injury report. Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Uh, currently seeing over on win bet, minus two in favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, just going. Both of these teams, they haven't played this year. I don't think they played this year. Uh, but I don't think so. Hawks dominating the past regular season matchup for the most part. 107-101 last year, won at Cleveland, at Atlanta twice, at Cleveland. Yeah, all four meetings outright covered the spread in all four meetings as favorites. Well, one is a dog, so covered a two-and-a-half, covered a six-and-a-half, covered a two-and-a-half, covered a plus two. Three of the last five have gone over. Mm-hmm. And... I think Cleveland is now getting out of that slump after, you know, they had that rocket heart hot start. Ugh, that rocket hot start of the year. Yes. And then went on what was like an eight game win streak. And then they went had went on a pretty five game losing streak, something like that. Um, and then past two games, getting a win against Charlotte, 
at home getting that win against Miami by a huge spread. You know, Miami, I don't think had anybody playing in that game, but still really good win for them. And the issue with Atlanta this season is the fact that they, they have issues shooting the basketball, like just straight up jump shooting has been an issue for them. And if they're not getting to the rim, they're really not in a lot of these games. And now you're telling me that they're going to have to try to get to the rim and get points in the paint against Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not going to be an easy thing to do. So I, I like the Cleveland Cavaliers here just because of the defensive side of the ball, what they're able to do, the big towers that they have able to stop the Hawks from getting inside the room and make them a jump shooting team. Like that's what the Hawks are going to have to do to win this game. They're going to have to be a jump shooting team and be somebody that can go out there and hit a high percentage from three, hit a high percentage from outside of the paint and being able to score the basketball. I just don't know if they can do that. Whereas I look at Cleveland and they picked up the scoring the past couple of games and, you know, you know, for good reason, because they really did suck for that while, but they picked up the scoring 132, one and 113. I think they could keep the scoring again. So do I think the Hawks keep up on a road where, they probably have a good chance of going inefficient as they've been so hard, like struggling so bad shooting the basketball. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm going to just go ahead and back Cleveland on the back-to-back at home that they get it done against the Hawks and end a pretty long streak of the Hawks winning against them in the regular season. Yeah, you take a look at Cleveland so far at home this season. Um, as a home favorite, they are 4-1-1 one, one against the spread. Um, and then you, you talked about it, there is that – you hit the nail on the head about the handicap there that Atlanta, they are number three in the entire league as far as points scored inside the paint, but Cleveland defends it very well. Obviously when you have guys like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley uh, inside the paint. So I think for tonight, you're right that Atlanta is going to have to knock down jump shots. If they're going to want to contend in this game or even try to win this game outright. Um, Atlanta is only shooting um, 32% from three point line, which ranks number 27. Mm -hmm. Um, they are a pretty good defending three-point uh, team, but I think there's going to be a lot of points that's going to be scored inside the paint by the Cleveland Cavaliers here tonight. Despite them ranking only 13th in points inside the paint, uh, Atlanta allows the they're ranked 25th as far as points inside the paint allowed at 50, close to 53 per game. And you know we know Cleveland when they have Darius Garland and. Um, Donovan Mitchell out there, they can knock down those three-point shots, especially Darius Garland, who's really improved his uh, three-point shooting coming mm-hmm. into the season. Cleveland, right around 13 makes per game. Uh, that ranks inside the top 10. And again, also Cleveland, they only allow 11.9 makes per game, which is above league average uh, so far this season. So I like Cleveland here in the spot here as well. Uh, short home favorite here, uh, minus two where they are, like I mentioned, four, one and one against the spread as a home favorite. Going over the total here, Terrell, 225 and a half. Uh, what are you thinking about the total? Uh, man, I think I have to go under. I have to go under just because I think of the issues for the Hawks, and I just don't think that they're going to be very efficient shooting the basketball in this game. I think that 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 battle inside the paint is going to be really big, so I'm going to be looking to see uh, Clint Capella and what Clint Capella is doing on the inside. He's probably going to play a bunch of minutes in this game because, I mean, you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and if both of those guys suit up on a back-to-back, you don't really have any choice because then you're also bringing Kevin Love off the bench. That's a lot of size. So Clint Capella could have a pretty good game rebounding the basketball and just putting up the stat sheet just because of the fact he's going to be on the court for so long. Yeah. But um, 
driving the basketball, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young driving the basketball, they're really going to have a, some issues with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen around there. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under, and I think uh, Atlanta team total under is also a play for me, just fading the fact that they're not going to be a good jump shooting team in this game. Yeah, this bench might be a little thinner now. Uh, Kevin Love, I know he's going to miss some time. I believe he had a thumb injury or, or something like that, but they said that he is going to miss some time um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let me just make sure. Yeah, he has a thumb fracture. He's, he possibly will be missing some games uh, for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, definitely, again, check your injury report for the Cavs uh, because just because they did play last night, it's not officially out yet. Um, yeah, some of the metrics, I mean, if you look at the tr- some of the trends here, they are pointing towards the over for both of these teams. But again, I think just looking at the X's and O's matchup that we kind of went through here, um, that mm-hmm. I think that if, if Atlanta's not able to knock down their jump shots, yeah, they're not going to be able to score enough points to push this game over the total. So, look, they had success against Toronto, where we know Toronto doesn't really have that presence uh, inside where they were able to score points. But again, when you're going up against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, it's a different story. Um, for the Atlanta Hawks. So, yeah, I would lean towards the under in this game here as well. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up, this stat up. Uh, hold on. All right. There we go. We got Cleveland sixth in the NBA points inside the paint. Opponent yeah. points in the paint. Sixth in the NBA past five games. Atlanta, sixth in the NBA points in the paint. So, Opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Both of the two teams, sixth in the NBA, points inside the paint for the Hawks, opponents points inside the paint for the Cavs. Something's gonna break. I'm just yeah. gonna bet it's the I'm just bet it's the Hawks. Yeah. All right. Uh let's get over to the next game of the night. It's uh real quick, real quick. Yeah, Devin Morris asked a question on this game. Uh oh, does yeah, Trey Young get it going from deep tonight? I think he has to. I just don't yeah. think he's gonna be very efficient. I think that if he if he hits his three spot tonight, it's by sheer volume. And so if it's at like two and a half, I don't know what his three props is at nowadays. I'll look it's it up two here. and a half or if it's three and a half, then you're kind of hoping he takes about 10 threes and hits them that way. But I don't think it's going to be the most efficient three point shooting. So it's not my favorite prop, but if you play it, I think that the game script does call for it. It is two and a half at even money for Trey. And he's hit. Uh, let's see. He's hit uh, four three-point shots in three straight games against the Cavs. Uh, prior to those three games where he didn't hit it, he was going under two and a half. So at least he's got up the volume in three straight games against the Cavs. He's hit four, four, and five, and he's also gotten up. And it makes Cavs. sense because yeah. they, they can't get the ball inside the paint against this lineup. So it makes yeah. sense. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a rematch of what we saw on Saturday night. The Orlando Magic uh, are in Indiana to take on the Pacers, a 7 o'clock Eastern start in this game here as well. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Indiana Pacers open up as a 7-point favorite. That number has been bed down to 6.5 in favor of the Indiana Pacers. Total opened up at 226.5. Uh, that number has stayed the course at 226 and a half. Looking at the injury report, uh, starting with the road team here, the Orlando Magic, usual suspects are out. Uh, Cole Anthony, Paulo Pancaro, uh, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Wagner. And then for uh, also Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable for this game. I believe he did miss the last matchup uh, between these two teams. Yeah. And then for the Indiana Pacers, uh, Chris Duarte, 
we know is going to be missing some more time for this team. Also, Andrew Nimhard uh, is also going to be sorry. He's questionable for this game with a left knee uh, bruise. Uh, Terrell, both of these teams did match up uh, on Saturday night, I believe. And I think the Pacers did get the victory there in that game. Squeaked out a victory by one point, 114-113. Um, and they were led by Tyrese Halliburton. Of course, he finished up the game with 22 points and 14 assists for the Indiana Pacers. And then on the other side, uh, for the Orlando Magic, three guys that were uh, scored 20 or more points uh, for the Orlando Magic was Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, and Bobol. Uh, each had uh, 29 for Wagner, 21 for Mamba, and 22 for Bobol. But rematch here, Terrell, uh, six-and-a-half-point favorites for the Pacers on their home floor. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to just stick with – I was on the Magic last time. And I think I'm gonna just stick on the uh, magic this go around again. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just fading laying this many points with Indiana. I just don't feel comfortable laying that many points with Indiana. I like getting Indiana as a dog, home dog preferably, but I like mm-hmm. getting them as a dog. And I think that this is the issue for them is the fact that, and I think what happened so well with. Wendell Carter not playing is they were able to space the floor more, even though they can space the floor because Wendell Carter can't shoot an outside shot. But Mo Bomb was a lot more willing to shoot that outside shot. Like he took eight attempts last game. He's a lot more willing to shoot it. And if you pull him and Bobo, who can also shoot the outside shot and do a lot of things from the top of the key for the mat for the magic, you're getting Miles Turner out of that painted area. You're forcing them to stretch the floor. You're creating open more lanes for guys like Franz Wagner, for guys like Jalen Suggs. They like the slash and get to the basket. And so uh I, I'm sticking with the magic here. I think Terrence Ross has a lot better game off the bench. I love the volume he was getting, taking 12 shots last game. He was only three for 12, but taking 12 shots, I like the volume he was getting. I just like to see him be more efficient, and he can really add another level of scoring off of that bench. And while Indiana is a really good team, like I like them. I like them as a good team. They're fun, yep. and they're, you know, come out of nowhere, get a lot of wins. They're nine and eight, well, nine and six, when nobody really expected them to be. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't feel comfortable laying that many points. So I'll keep it with the magic to keep the game close again in the immediate rematch or get the win out right this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I think this is a lot of points here for six and a half for the Indiana Pacers. And I, I kind of like the Orlando magic early, especially in that first quarter um, where we've seen multiple times this season where um, the Indiana Pacers have struggled early in games. Right now you take a look at their first quarter numbers here. Uh, Indiana is 5-9-1 against the spread in the first quarter versus Orlando, who are 10-6-1 against the spread in the first quarter. And then on the road, Orlando 5-2-1 against the spread in the first quarter. And then uh, the Orlando Magic in the first quarter are 5-4. and four. But, you know, we've seen a lot of times where it just this offense gets off to a slow start. Um, you know, we saw it in their last two games against the Rockets. We saw it against the Magic in, in the game. Uh, in the on Saturday night, where Orlando was out to an early lead of twenty eight to twenty two, so I like full game Orlando here. Also like them in the first quarter here as well. So I'll be looking at it that way. But full game, I'm right there with you. Uh, plus six and a half for the Orlando Magic here. Um, on the thoughts on the total here, Terrell, it's currently sitting at uh, two twenty six and a half in this game. This game squeaked over with a final score of uh, two hundred twenty seven points. 
and the matchup on Saturday. Do you have any thoughts on the total? Yeah, I think I'm going under here. And just both of these teams, immediate rematch, played each other. Play, get a little bit after it more defensively. Mo Bama had 20-plus. Uh, Bobo had 20-plus. Fransby do, does that, so I'm not really looking at that. But And then on the other side of ball, um, just kind of, you know, some inconsistencies there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go roll with the uh, under in this one and just say both teams get after a little bit more defensively this time around. Are we back on the Bobo double-double here tonight? I gotta wait and see if Wendell Carter's playing or not. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, gonna, that, that's gonna make him. That's gonna yeah. make a big push for me. I will if he's not, but if Wendell Car- Carter's playing, I don't think I'll play it, or I'll at least get a better number on it because his rebound, his rebounds prop will go down if yeah. Wendell Carter is in. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Over to the next game of the night. I'm sorry. Uh, it's gonna be an eight o'clock Eastern start between the Boston Celtics. And the Chicago Bulls uh, looking at the opening lines for this game. Currently seeing the Boston Celtics open up as a six-point road favorite here. That number has stayed the course at six over on win bet. Total opened up at 226. That number has been bet up to around 229.5. Currently over on win bet. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams. uh, For the Boston Celtics, pretty clean injury report. The usual suspects are out. For the Chicago Bulls, uh, same story. Everybody is a go. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, AC, they're all going to be playing in this game. So no injury uh, concern in this game. But, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Uh, currently seeing the Boston Celtics as a six-point uh, road favorite here against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, yeah, I mean, Boston's having a really good – they're, like, having a really good stretch right here, and they look like – Best team in the NBA. I'm not even going to hold you. They like best team in the NBA, but these past couple of games, their offense has risen back to, you know, number one offense. Well, I mean, I'll, yeah, number one offense over the course of the season. I think that's pretty obvious. We've seen that. But on the defensive side of the ball, they've started to pick it up a little bit and, you know, starting to climb and get a lot better defensively in how they have been playing teams. Gave up 109 to the Pelicans, 101 to the Hawks, and an absolute route of the Hawks. So, Slowly, slowly trying to get back to that defensive form that they were in. But um, I don't know. Both teams matched up twice this year already. First one went to the Bulls. Second one went to the Celtics. Uh, both went, both teams winning on their home court. Just mm-hmm. add that piece in there as well. But, uh, man, I think my favorite play is probably the over in yeah. this game. To yeah. be honest, like I know I, I'm talking about Boston picking it up defensively, but I just think that a rested Bulls team is kind of not who I want to play right now. Mm-hmm. And just with DeMar DeRozan, Zach, and what they're able to do scoring the basketball, and they put up some pretty decent numbers over the past five games. So uh, I think that this is still going to be scoring on both sides. This is going to be a masterclass like Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, Levine, Brown, all of that. I mean, everybody knows I'm going with the Bulls. I don't really have to say it, but uh, <laughs> I will say that the Bulls have definitely fallen off. So they've lost four straight. Mm-hmm. Is this four straight? Yeah, four straight. Lost four straight outright to the Pelicans twice, to the Nuggets, and then that one-point loss to the Magic. And that's really kind of where I'm just like, that that Magic loss was really bad. The Magic were in that game. They weren't able to do anything offensively and pull away in that one. And it was just an ugly one-point loss for them. And they haven't they haven't done good since I called them to win by 11 against Toronto. So uh, 
I think I'm rolling with the bull with the Bulls here just because I don't like Boston. I don't <laughs> trust betting. Every time I bet on Boston, it sure. just doesn't work. Like it just yeah. it doesn't matter. And I yeah. promise you, if I could sit here and I could tell you Boston's gonna win. So if honestly, if you're a Celtics fan, you need to be thanking me. You need to be thanking me because every time I pick Boston this season, they lost. So you should really be thanking me that I'm not picking Boston and they continue to win games. Because as soon as I say, oh, all right, they look really good. Let me take let me back Boston in this spot. They fucking lose. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going with Bulls plus six. But I really, really think the offense – this has to be the game that the offense for the Bulls just goes out and explodes because last game against the Magic was really, really disappointing to take that loss in your home court as such big favorites. Yeah, Boston, I believe, have won, uh, what, nine in a row here? Uh, eight or nine in a row here. But, yeah, they've also been covering the spread. They've covered five of the last six games. Obviously, yep. as favorites uh, in those games. I'm, I'm going to stick with the hot hand here. I'll, I'll pick the Boston Celtics here tonight. I just think that um, they're just kind of outclassed here. I know they both of these teams split at home um, in this series so far. Already a third game between these two teams. But I think Boston right now is just a hot hand. They're playing great basketball. Offensive efficiency-wise, you said it, they're best in the league. Uh, defensively, they've been playing better as well. But I just feel like the talent is more um, – I think the team is deeper of the Boston Celtics. Uh, I know Marcus Smart missed the last game, but he should be back. Malcolm Brogdon is back for mm-hmm. this team as well. Um, I, I'm going to continue riding the hot hand here. So I'll take the Boston Celtics here, minus a six against the Chicago Bulls. I agree about you about the over. I think we'll see a case here where Boston does score 115-plus. Yeah, I'm surprised. on Boston team total over. Yeah, Boston seems all over. Yeah, that number. Let me see if I can pull that up here. Um, I just don't think they. I think they have too many options, and we're scoring the basketball that I don't think the Bulls can keep up with. To be honest, and my handicap for the Bulls is is that they score to keep to stay in this game. Like they are going to have to score to stay in this game. I don't think that this is going to be one of those lower scoring matchups where the Bulls kind of stay in it because Boston just has so many options and they're just clicking so well offensively right now. Yeah, and Boston, one of the better three-point shooting teams in the entire league, and they're I think they're really relying on it as well. I mean, the numbers are there. They're number three in the entire league at uh, 39% from beyond the arc. They're number one in makes at 16.2. They're number two in attempts per game. Um, and Chicago does allow their opponents to shoot 39% from the three-point line, uh, which ranks 28th in the league. Um, so, again, if you're looking at maybe Boston, if you're on player props, maybe look at some three-point shooting player props here tonight for either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown uh, in this game. Uh-huh. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys where you can get down on all these bets. That's going to be over on WinBet. And if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet for boosted same game parlays, live in game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
Uh, All right, guys, let's bro, keep it. Yeah, go top, yeah, question in the chat. We had Vucevic over oh, yeah. uh, 10 and a half rebounds. And I think it's a good play. I think that, you know, while Robert Williams is out, you still have that matchup of opposing centers versus the Celtics that, you know, tend to get a lot of boards. And Vucevic, in his career as a bull versus the Celtics, he has 9, 14, 10, 6, 7, 23, and 12. So this season he has 23 and 12. 10 and a half feels like a very conservative number for somebody that's been killing them on the boards this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Concern, Boston's just been making everything. But uh, I'll, I'll back Vucevic 10 and a half rebounds tonight. Yeah, especially like the volume of three pointers that they they shoot. Um, there's going to be rebounding opportunities, right? And right now, I'm looking at it. Uh, <clears throat> Boston at the center position is allowing opposing centers to average about 16.4 rebounds per contest, and that's combined whether that's a starter or the backup. But uh, you mentioned it, Terrell, that at least in the two games so far this season, uh, Vucevic 12 rebounds in the last matchup, and then the earlier one back on October 24th, he did have 23 rebounds in that game. So yeah, you're right that. Um, Ten and a half seems a little conservative here tonight for Nikola Vucevic. So, yeah, I'll give uh, approval on the over on that as well. All right, next game on the schedule, it's going to be another 8 o'clock Eastern start between the Portland Trailblazers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, we see that the Milwaukee Bucks opened up as a eight-point uh, home favorite. That number has been bet up to minus 10 over on win bet. Total open about 217 and a half. That number has been bet down to 214.5. And, and looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start here with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, we know Damian Lillard is going to be out for about one to two weeks with a calf injury. Gary Payton, uh, the second, is still working his way back. Keon Johnson also going to be out for this game. He's dealing with the left hip pointer. Um, and for the Milwaukee Bucks, the usual guys of Joe Ingles, Wes Matthews, and Chris Middleton. Uh, continue to be out for that team. Drew Holiday is in along with Giannis as well. So let's start with the side here, my man. Uh, currently seeing the Milwaukee Bucks as a 10-point home favorite hosting the Portland Trailblazers. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, here we go. That's what I was getting. So, the Portland Trailblazers won the last meeting, 122-107, where nobody was playing in that game. Like, mm-hmm. this is the Portland Trailblazers that have been decimated all year. And then prior to that, they lost six straight to the Bucks. And just reading the loss margin by those games, 29-18, This team has gotten buried by the Hawks. And majority of the games that they played in, um, decent lineup here. <sighs> Let me see. I, I, I just, I can't. Yeah. It's because it's like, I'm back. Like bucks at home always been good. We've always talked about how good the bucks are at home. Yeah. But especially bucks coming off of a loss, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting here, and Portland's been so good. It doesn't matter what lineup they rolled out. They've been able to go out there and get wins. Yeah. And I'm getting nine and a half points with Portland. Mm. My gut's telling me just take the 
take the nine and a half with Portland. I understand taking the Bucks, and the Bucks really should win this game. Uh, no, nah, I'm going Milwaukee. I'm going Milwaukee. I'm coming off of a loss. Giannis is mad. Milwaukee's mad. They've been so good defensively, and I think that's going to be a real thorn in the side for Portland because Portland, how they beat in, you know, a few teams is by just being able to surely go out there and get a bucket. Like, they've won a couple of, sh- of games off their last shot. They've got won a few games scoring the basketball, and I think that that is where Milwaukee's really going to give them their issue. I'm back and forth on this one. I really am. I I understand why the spread is so big, but I think this one is like a tougher decision than it looks because this Portland team been really, really good this far. Yeah, this one is tough, man. I think it seems like the number is spot on because you, like you mentioned, you have Milwaukee coming off of the loss. Uh, they've been really good at home this season where they are, I think seven, two and one against the spread. Uh, let me double check that here. Um, I got you right yeah. here. As a home team, yeah, mm-hmm. seven and two uh, so far this season as uh, the home team. Uh, but guess Portland. what? But guess what? Portland is seven and one as a road team against yeah. the spread. Like that's it's the best so, of the league. It's so like you sit here and you see a nine and a half point spread. And you're like, oh well, this should be an easy. And it's like, no, no, I yeah. really think this game could. Huh, I. This is All probably right, the one. Here, let's let's do it like this. Let's do it like this, Bulldog. Give me Bucks first half. Okay. Bucks first half because Bucks have consistently been one of the better first half teams in the league. Uh, they have a where where am I looking at nine five and one to the first half, and at home they are five three and one to the first half number. And so I think that they have a pretty a pretty decent chance of covering this first half number at. At home, coming off a loss to the 76ers, especially with the drama that we talked about. Um, Portland coming East Coast, playing in a, what is this? This is 7 o'clock start, 8 o'clock start. So still yeah, somewhat of a little bit earlier of a start for them and when they're used to playing games. And I'm pretty sure this is the first game of their road trip coming out East. Yeah. Yep. First game of a four-game road trip coming out East. Playing the Bucks. I'll, I'll back the Bucks to get it going early, but... Don't I? I really think Portland can actually come close to this towards the end. But officially, Bucks first half is my favorite play. Yeah, Bucks. I commend they're six and three against the spread in the first half uh, at home. Portland five and three against the spread um, at or sorry on the road so far. This yeah, because they're a good road team. Yeah, they're they a good are. road team. Uh, I'm gonna. T- I'll take the points here with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they just find ways, man. I know they don't have uh, Damian Lillard in the lineup, but even without him, they're still three and two straight up so far this season. Um, and they just find ways. I mean, guys step up, whether that's, you know, Simons has been great all season for them, but, you know, you still have Jeremy Grant. Uh, God, you still have Josh Hart. Those guys, are, they're, they're playing well. Um, Shane so, Sharp's been playing Shane really Sharp well. Had a, yeah, fantastic game this last game or last couple games for the Blazers. So they have good enough depth, I think, to compensate without having Damian Lillard out there. So I'll take the 10 here. Give me the plus 10 on the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah, you, more- so, you swayed me back over. I'm back in Portland. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, every time tough. I fade Portland, every time I fade Portland, I regret it. Like, I just, even though this is like, it's the Bucks. It's the Bucks. The Bucks should, like, it's the Bucks. They get a large spread. The Bucks cover large spreads. Like, yeah. you don't have to worry about them folding. They cover large spreads, but... 
I don't know, man. I think this Portland team is different. Like, I'm not even thinking about the law. Like, they're coming off back-to-back losses, I know, at home. But I'm really not thinking about that. They just find ways, especially on the road, they find ways to cover these spreads as large dogs. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? We're currently sitting at uh, two two fourteen in this game. Um, two fourteen. Give me in. I'm pretty sure Portland's been pretty decent to the under. Let me just go back and here. Let me pull that up. Let's see Portland. Yeah, they're five nine and two or nine five and two to the under so far. The second uh, best team to the under. Only Second. behind the Clippers, who are fourteen and three to the under. No, I have I have uh, Milwaukee as the second. I mean Milwaukee five and ten. It's the same thing. Milwaukee five and ten. Uh, Portland six nine and one. That's what yeah. I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I mean that's a testament to Chauncey and just being able to keep these games low scoring and give his offense the, the opportunity. Portland two and six on the road as a uh, to the number. Milwaukee is a little bit better um, at home than they are on the road. Uh, where are we at? Four and five. Four mm-hmm. and five. So a lot better on the road. Milwaukee is to the under, but four and five still under. I mean, I'm going under here as well. I think Milwaukee's going to give them issues defensively. It's just can Portland match that intensity on the defensive side of the ball that Milwaukee's going to play with them against? And I think so, being mm-hmm. mad that they're coming off two losses at home and they're starting an East Coast road trip. They're going to set the tone and try to set this road trip off, right? Yeah, and Milwaukee, 13th in pace um, so far this season. Portland, number 28 out of 30 teams. So Portland playing at a much lower pace so far this season overall. And it's because they have so many options. They have so many options mm-hmm. that they just get into the half court and they just swing the ball around and really play a lot of team basketball until they find the shot that they want with the player they want. And yeah. that person just kind of lets it go. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get over to the next one? No, no. Let's go. All right, let's go. Another 8 o'clock Eastern start is going to be the Miami Heat in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Currently looking at the opening line. For this game, the Minnesota Timberwolves opened up as a 8.5-point um favorite home favorite in this game that number has pretty much stayed the course at minus eight and a half uh currently at eight over on win bet total opened up at 217 that number has been bet up to 219 and a half um 220 and a half is now what i'm seeing over on win bet uh looking at the injury report for both of these teams miami did play yesterday against the uh, cleveland cavaliers where they did get blown out in that game by 26 points and for the Minnesota Timberwolves, pretty clean injury report here. Um, nobody of significance is out. A lot of guys that are just on a assignment in the G League, but uh, everybody is a go for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, last night, not a great outing for the Miami Heat as they dropped the game 113-87. Just really couldn't get anything going offensively in that game. Uh, Jimmy Butler did miss that game for the uh, Miami Heat. Maybe they held him out yesterday or uh, for this back-to-back here tonight, but um, let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus eight and a half for the Minnesota Timberwolves hosting the Miami Heat. Um, I'm actually calculating something real quick. I'm going to let you kick off this this talk real quick. Yeah, kind of looking at uh, some of the defensive metrics here, uh, both of these teams just are not very good shooting the three ball. Let's start with that. Uh, Miami, number 23. As far as team percentage, Minnesota, number 25, as far as team percentage. Uh, but they also allow teams to shoot 37%, which ranks uh, well below league average here. 
Um, and then there's also they're allowing a lot of makes. Um, Miami mm-hmm. gives up around 13 and a half per game, which ranks number 28. Minnesota gives up 14.3, which ranks number 29. And teams are getting up the attempts against his teams as well. So right now, I think that despite how bad Miami was last night, I, I can't lay eight and a half points with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I, yep. There's just there's something not right with this team, whether that's internally with the locker room and, and I don't know. We've seen the body language with Anthony Edwards. We've seen uh, possessions where Rudy Gobert has been upset that he hasn't been getting the ball. And you take a look at the Minnesota Timberwolves as a home favorite. They're only four and four against the spread, so mm-hmm. not nothing big there. Miami as the away team so far this season on the road. They are three and four. And I know we've talked about it a lot of times, even last season. Terrell is that anytime we do see Miami. Laying the points, we're fading them. But when they're getting points, I want to be on a team like Miami. And after what we saw last night, an abysmal performance against the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to back Miami here tonight. Give me the plus eight and a half here uh, in Minnesota here tonight. What do you think? All right. So this is what I was trying to uh, calculate. So last 10 games, Miami is two and eight versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in the last okay. 10 games. And this stems back to a while. Like, it's just, this is just a bad team. For whatever reason, Miami never really plays that well against Minnesota. Uh, So, eight wins in those 10 games for Minnesota. Win margin, 6.6 points. So, they've been winning. They won a couple of them by a wide margin. But for the most part, these games have been rather close. And Minnesota's just been eking them out uh, in terms of their wins. Here, the issue for Miami is definitely going to be the size and combating the size and throwing size at them. But I think this is where Miami just kind of does what they do and where they can switch up their game plan. They can run with pace. This Minnesota teams look really, really bad to the start of the season. This lineup has not worked. That's just pure point and blank. This lineup has not worked for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have not figured it out. Anthony Edwards has called it out saying that all the starters were in the minus and how they were going to get this lineup to just work and fix for them. And slowly Scott's called it and he said, this Rudy Gobert trade is looking like one of the worst trades ever because it's just not a good fit for Minnesota. And so now Miami on a bounce back spot, I'm getting eight and a half on the road with Miami. No matter, like, it doesn't matter if Miami has starters playing or not. They just find ways to cover this game. The line went to five and a half on Friday against the Wizards. And I said, huh, I actually think I like Miami now that this line has gotten bigger and they're an officially a dog. I think they were plus one at the start of the day and they ended up going to five and a half with some outs. And so it's the same thing here. We're going to have some outs here, but I like backing Miami as a dog. And especially against this Timberwolves team that doesn't know what they're doing. So, uh I'm a sprinkle on the money line off of pure, like, I have to. Okay. But just history says that Minnesota does find ways to win this game. But are they going to do it by a wide margin? Like, happened to Miami last night? I don't think so. I think they play a much closer contested game this time around. Give me Miami and an under. I think we're forgetting the whole point that if Miami or if Jimmy Butler plays tonight, he's going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like Miami here. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, give me the Miami Heat uh, getting the points here in Minnesota. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Currently sitting at 220 and a half. 
Yeah, no, give me an under. Minnesota's been a pure under team this season. And I kind of, you know, talked about it on another show early on in the season that I think Minnesota is going to be more of an under squad. Like, because you have Rudy Gobert, you're going to play with a slower pace. You're going to try to play, you know, out the half court. You can't try to run up and down the floor with uh, Rudy Gobert like you could in previous lineups with Cat at the five. And so uh, seven and nine to the under is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now the Miami Heat, different, uh, a little bit of a different story there. But I think the Miami Heat and where because they're eight, eight and one, so they're literally five hundred. But I think the Miami Heat can play and change the tempo of the game. Like they can play towards what if they want to play out the half court, they can play out the half court. If that's working for them, they can play out the half court. If they realize no, we got Rudy Gobert on the other side, we need to run, they can run. So uh, I, I like the game total to go under with Miami on a back to back, and yeah. I just don't think that. Minnesota is going to try to control and make this a fast-paced game. They're going to try to play out the half court. I just don't think it's going to win that well for them. Yeah, even though Minnesota is one of the teams that likes to get out and run, but they're just not very efficient on the offensive side. Where they've seen, I watch a lot of games. They're they're turning the ball over, and it seems like they're still trying to figure out how to work Cat and Rudy Gobert together on the offensive side together when they're on the floor together, and it, it hasn't been very pretty. And we've seen times where Anthony Edwards just kind of stands around and, you know, they kind of look confused on offense. There was a stretch where Cat, sorry, where um, Rudy Gobert was missing games and Minnesota looked like the offense that they were from last season where they were getting up and down the floor. They were efficient. But as soon as Rudy Gobert stepped on the floor and he came back, his offense looked completely different. So I think that Chris Finch really has his hands full there trying to figure out how to work this offense with both Cat and Rudy Gobert on the floor. Um. Sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, but that's all I have for this game. I'll probably lead towards the under in this game as well. Again, both of these teams are top 10 and defending the paint. Miami number seven and Minnesota number 10. But they're not going to be able to knock down their three-point shots in this game. Again, we might see a very ugly game here between these two squads. And again, pace-wise, like I mentioned, Miami doesn't like getting up and down the floor. Minnesota does, but they're not very efficient uh, uh, offensively when they are getting up and down the floor. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, not really. I mean, just don't – I will say don't let the outs for Miami concern you. They just find ways to get it done no matter who's on the court. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the game of the night. That's going to be the Golden State Warriors in the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, this line opened up as a five-and-a-half point favorite for the New Orleans Pelicans. That number has been bet up to minus six-and-a-half, currently over on win bet. Uh, looking at the total, total opened up at 229-and-a-half. That number has been bet up to 232 over on win bet. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, um, I believe they already came out and said for the Golden State Warriors that nobody will be sitting out for this back-to-back situation uh, for the Clay, Golden State Clay's, Warriors. Clay's probably going to sit out. Yeah, Clay. Clay had a pretty good game last night. Yeah, but Clay's. Yeah, Clay's. Clay's probably. I. I'm not 100 percent believing that. I think everybody's playing except Clay. I don't okay. think Clay's playing in a back-to-back. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, we've seen him sit out in back-to-back games this season, so uh, not not going to argue that. Um, but yeah, Steph Curry, you'll probably see Jordan Poole in that starting lineup where uh, he thri- he's been thriving when he's at least been in the starting lineup 
for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, looking at the injury report for the Pelicans here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Where do they go? Uh, Pelicans. Trey Murphy, the third, is questionable tonight. He has a right foot contusion. Zion Williams. Zion Williamson, I'm sorry, is officially probable tonight. He's also dealing with a right foot contusion. Uh, other than that, TJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, all those guys are a go tonight against the Golden State Warriors. Terrell, pretty good matchup here between the Pelicans and the Warriors. Warriors are obviously on the back-to-back after getting the victory in Houston last night. But what are you thinking about this game as the Pelicans are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite hosting the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, no, I um... – and that's the, that was the Warriors' first road win, wasn't it? It was, yeah, against the Rockets. They didn't cover the number, but they got the victory. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely didn't cover the number. And still, you know, give you some cause for concern over. But ultimately, the line kind of, I don't know, kind of confuses me a little bit. you think this would be a little bit closer with the fact that this go-around, everybody's actually playing yep. against the Pelicans. You know, so first time. First time around, you started. You had a starting lineup of Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Kevon Looney, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, and Anthony Lamb, mm. and they still lo- only lost by nine, and they covered the spread in that game. So, I mean, they didn't really go deep. They they had some players playing, but it was really only like seven deep in that game. Yeah, and so. I just I'm I'm on the Warriors here. I'm on the Warriors. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe it's fool's gold for me thinking that six is, you know, a favorable line with the fact that I'm getting Steph, I'm getting Andrew Wiggins, I'm getting Draymond in this game, even though they're coming off of a back to back. I think that they're just gonna carry that momentum. And Clay really set the tone. He had forty one last night. Yeah. Like, you know, it, we talk about uh, you know, they write you off and you ain't right back. Clay definitely ain't wrote back after the past couple games. Really good game against the Knicks. Really good game here uh, against the Rockets where he had 41. And, you know, I was sitting there, me and Scott were talking about it because Scott said that, and I think he was on the show when Chew and he said it, and he brought it back up with me. He said he thinks they need to bring Clay off the bench. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, he's been out of basketball for two years. Like, come yeah. on. Let him, you got to let him ramp up. And if you're bringing him off the bench, then, you know, it's a little hard to get back into rhythm. You just got to kind of go out there. And if it's bad, it's bad. And if, and let them just keep playing until it's good. Like, to be honest. So yeah. um, I think he's out for this one. I, I maybe not, maybe he does play the back to back. I just don't think that they're playing clay on a back to back. However, it's not if showing my handicap, I don't really understand what this Pelicans team are. I don't know if I should be backing them or if I should be fading them. They just seem like a little bit of an up and down team. And uh, it seems like the only team that they can consistently beat is the Bulls. <laughs> so, um, yeah, give me the Golden State Warriors here plus the six. I think that even if they do take another road loss, like this is a closer game, especially after losing that first time around only by nine and not playing any of your starters. I think they're going to come out there with a little more energy. The starters are in the fact that they're actually playing in New Orleans this time around. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I feel like the books are begging you to take the Golden State Warriors here, seeing them at a, a six-point underdog. Uh, but it just does really concern me that this team just has not been very good on the road so far this year, and that's no secret, right? They finally got their first win last night against the Rockets. Um, they didn't cover their number. They're 1-8 against the spread on the road straight up and ATS. Um, and I think this is a game where the Pelicans – 
don't I don't think they have it circled, but it's the ultimate get up spot when you welcome the defending champions mm-hmm. into your building, right? You're gonna get a, you're gonna get an A plus effort anytime the Golden State Warriors come into the building because you want to say, hey, we can beat the beat the champions. So for me, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Pelicans here. I think they have an advantage inside in this game. Uh, I think that they'll be able to, with Zion being in this game, I think that he should be able to dominate inside the paint. Uh, Valanchunas also, he should be able to, you know, dominate on the boards here. I know they have Kevon Looney, but I think this is just an advantage for the Pelicans that they should be able to get to the rim at will. When you have guys like Zion, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, who could get to the basket at will, I think they should get some easy points inside the basket. Kind of take a look at the season-long stats here. Uh, Golden State has been pretty good inside the paint where they're only allowing 46.8 points per game, which ranks number 11. But I think for the Pelicans, um, I don't know. I, 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 I just I, I've been high on this Pelicans team. I know both Scott and I were, and I think you were as well coming into the season on this Pelicans team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's enough defensively as well where they have the length where you know Herb Jones can slow down. If Clay's not able to go, maybe he can try to slow down a guy like Steph Curry or even Andrew Wiggins in this game. So um, for me, I'm going to go with the Pelicans here. I'm going to be I'm going to be contrarian. I'll lay the points here with the New Orleans Pelicans. Give me the minus six. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Currently sitting at two thirty-two in this game. Uh, two two thirty-two. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm trying to see what. Why can't I not find the Pelicans on this list? Oh, one and four. One and four in their last five. So the number is the Pelicans at home, and the Golden State Warriors are three and two on the road to the number. So a little bit conflicting there. Uh, and a line shot up from 228 and a half yeah. as well. <sighs> Five points. Mm, I think I'm going to go under. I just think this is a little bit too high. Okay. I, I was already kind of teetering halfway one or the other, but I think this is just a little bit too high of a total. And the Golden State Warriors going to try to, you know, Play a little bit better defensively. Gave up 120 to the Rockets last time out. Yeah. And they could also have a little bit, some more shooting woes. Clay had 41. And, you know, we'll see if he is in this game or if he is not. And we'll see how the starters and all of them react coming on a back-to-back as we get a little bit later into the season. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll back and under here. Okay. It's a little bit of tough play, but uh, no real feelings for me. Yeah, I'll go with the over in this game. I just... Again, just it's if this was a home game for the Warriors, I would get on the under. Um, it's just crazy how much of a nine day difference it is for the Warriors being at home and on the road so far this year. So, you know, Pelicans, they're they're they can score the basketball, there's no secret about that, right? I think that you know, they have shooters, they have guys that can score inside the paint as well. And we've just talked about it, Warriors have just struggled mightily on the defensive side of the basketball, uh, on the road. I still don't think they've fixed those woes. It's concerning when you've given up that many points to the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. um, last night, as they did, where they gave up what 100 and was it 120 20? plus last yeah. night? Yeah, they gave mm-hmm. 120 to them. So uh, I think that's a little bit of concern for me when I see that from the uh, Golden State Warriors. So I'll go with the over in this game. I think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch for sure. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it moving here, my man. Uh, two games left on the schedule. Let's go to another 8 o'clock Eastern start. It's going to be the New York Knicks in OKC to take on the Thunder. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, this number opened up. Uh, let's see. Minus 2.5 in favor of the 
Oklahoma City Thunder. That number has been bet down by half a point to minus two over on win bet. Total opened up at 231.5. That number is currently sitting at 230.5 over on win bet. Um, looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, let's start with the road team here. I know it's not one submitted yet for the New York Knicks because they did play yesterday afternoon in Phoenix. Now they're traveling over to OKC. Uh, and for the OKC Thunder, pretty long injury report. Darius Baisley is going to be out for this game. He has a right ankle sprain. Um, let's see. Isaiah Joe is also out for this game. Right knee soreness. Trey Mann also out. Lower back soreness. Uh, Pokushevsky is also going to be out with a left ankle sprain. Um, so pretty long injury report for the OKC Thunder, but they are still a two and a half point home favorite here hosting the New York Knicks here. Terrell, what do you think? Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to worry about excess minutes in that last game for the Knicks because they got blew the fuck out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a it was a bad showing by the Knicks. Julius Randle, nine points, four for 11 from the field. Jalen Brunson, only person that showed up, 27 points, 11 for 21, two for four from three. But everybody else really just could not get it done. And which makes me, I mean, this is a lot. Knicks plus two. This is a lot. We're, we're not laying points. We're not laying points with Oklahoma City. And you're sitting here thinking about two teams. Like, this is really just fading the Knicks after their past two games where they played the Warriors and the, the Suns. And they just got outclassed by a better team on the road. Yeah. Like they got outclassed by a better team on the road. I think that this is a spot where the Knicks come back in here and are able to go and, one, get revenge for this OKC team that came into Madison Square Garden and put up 145 in a win yeah. in a game that the Knicks were controlling for a good portion of that game. And so mm-hmm. now I expect to see a lot of the same things that I saw in that game and this game just in Oklahoma City. I think that Julius Randle's going to have a pretty big game and be a really, really good force on the boards and challenging uh, whoever in the back, in the front court not, um, that they throw at them because yeah. – we sitting here and we don't know. We don't know because the freaking injury report for OKC. But I like I like Julius Randle. Cam Reddish had a really good game that game. He's out for this one. So you're going to be looking to Quentin Grimes a lot to be able to yep. open up his outside shooting. And I like that he's getting more minutes. So uh, I like to see Quentin Grimes get out there, have a really good game in this one. And hopefully R.J. Barrett just doesn't kind of go rogue in this game. He's had some rough games over the past few stretches uh, Jalen Brunson, I said it on Friday show. I'll say it again. I was wrong about Jalen Brunson. I didn't think that he was going to add anything particular to the Knicks. I knew he was a good player, but I just didn't think that he was going to add anything to the Knicks like Knicks player, like Knicks fans want them to. And he has. He's been somebody that can facilitate the ball. He's been somebody that can go out there and be a scorer when we need it. He's done all of that. So, uh, yeah, I like the Knicks spot. I think that this is wrong team favorite. Yeah. I think the Knicks go out here, get a really, really good road, uh, road win to close out the trip where they beat up, you know, the bad teams. They beat Denver. Well, not bad teams, but they beat Denver. They beat Utah. And, you know, they just lost to the Warriors and the Suns. Like, you don't really blame them for that. I think this is a lot. Give me the Knicks plus two and sprinkle on that plus 120 money line. I think the difference here tonight, Terrell, is going to be that the Knicks are going to get whatever they want inside the paint. Right now, they average about 55 points inside the paint, which ranks number four. OKC is number 23 in defending the paint. They give up around close to 53 points per game on uh, inside the paint. And if you go back to what you mentioned in that game against uh, the OKC Thunder on their home floor in New York, okay, uh, New York Knicks scored 74 of their 135 points inside the paint, and they were plus eight inside the paint in that game. 
Now, unfortunately for the New York Knicks in that game, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder knocked down seven more three-point shots, which was really the difference in that game. And it wasn't even um, – it was – yeah, it was a more of a team effort where they knocked down those 17 three-point shots. And every starter in that game for the OKC Thunder knocked down at least two. So um, I think that – I forgot who I was listening to, but it seems like there's been some type of defensive change that – um, Tom Thibodeau has made for the New York Knicks, but I, I think I agree with you here that I don't think the OKC Thunder should be laying the points here, especially with the extensive injury report that they do have. I understand the Knicks are on a back-to-back, but like you mentioned, a lot of the stars didn't play heavy minutes yesterday because they did get blown out by the Phoenix Suns, and it was an early game for them as well, so I'm pretty sure they left right after the game, got into OKC, got to the hotel, got more rest that way, mm-hmm. um, where it wasn't a game where they played at night. It was an early afternoon game around 3.30 Eastern. So, um, another play that I really do like in this game, and I agree with it with a side here, but I think I like the Knicks team total to go over here tonight um, mm-hmm. at 114 and a half. They put up 135 in that game. And like I mentioned, they got whatever they want inside the paint. So I, I agree with you that Julius Randle should have a night here as well. Maybe if you want to look at his player props uh, or put a same game parlay together, if you're those type of betters that, hey, take the New York Knicks on the spread or the money line. Um, Julius Randle props in this game. Look for uh, maybe Jalen Brunson assist in this game here as well. So Yeah, I like Jalen Brunson assist in this one. So I think that, uh, yeah, Nick should uh, definitely come out here and uh, be in a spot where you hit the nail on the head there, Terrell, that a revenge spot for sure for the uh, New York Knicks going into OKC here tonight. Uh, anything else for this game? No, no. Are we get to the total? I'm sorry. Yes, at two thirty and a half. Um, I would lean towards the over, but I think my more favorite play is the Knicks team total over. Yeah, over. All right, uh, all right. Let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Utah Jazz in LA to take on the LA Clippers. Uh, this line opened up as a four point favorite for the LA Clippers. Minus, uh, sorry, that number has been bet down now to minus three and a half over on Win Bet. Total opened up at two twenty one and a half. That number is currently sitting at 222 and a half. Let me just double check here. Um, yeah, sorry, 223 and a half now uh, for the total in this game. Look at the injury report uh, for both of these teams. Let's get over to the Utah Jazz first. Uh, pretty clean injury report. The, they are going to be missing Mike Conley for about, I think they said, one to two weeks. He's dealing with a left leg injury. Rudy mm-hmm. Gay continues to be out for the uh, Utah Jazz. And then looking at it for the L.A. Clippers, we did see the return of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's not on the injury report. Looks like he's going to be a go uh, going forward for this Clippers team. Paul George is officially questionable tonight. He has right knee soreness. Luke Kennard is also out for this game. He's dealing with a right calf strain uh, for the L.A. Clippers here. But... Utah Jazz just keep on humming uh, here, Terrell. They are one of the more surprising teams so far this season in the entire association. Currently sitting at a record of, uh, let's see here, twelve and six in that number one spot in the in, in the Western Conference. They're getting three and a half points here in LA. What are you thinking about this game? I mean, it's so simple. Like, the Jazz are so simple of a team. It's so easy. And it's the Clippers. Like, the the Clippers and Jazz are so easy to bet as a team. Like, they give you the formula. We already know about Clippers team total. I don't have to mention that again. We, You can have that. I don't need to mention that again. We already know that how bad they are to the team total because they can't score the basketball. We know that. I don't have to say that again. All right. 
The Jazz, you like them as a dog and you fade them as a favorite. It's simple, point blank, period. One and four as a as a favorite. Eleven and two as a dog this season. Eleven and two. <laughs> Nine units. Nine units of profit there as a dog. Even more if you took the fucking money line. Like it's so easy to bet the Jazz. Yep. If I'm getting them as over as two possessions or more, it's just simple. I'm taking the Jazz. Like I'm not questioning it. They play, they get up no matter what situation is, no matter who's playing, no matter what you think the Jazz can or cannot do, they get up as being a dog, whether they're on the road or at home. I'm not fading that. I can't fade it. And if you're sitting here and asking me who I think the better team is right now, I'm going to tell you it's the Utah Jazz. This is actually wrong team favorite. Yeah. It should probably be a one-point favorite on the road here against the Clippers, but they're not going to do that because it's the Clippers. And now you're sitting here not knowing if Paul George is going to play. You're still betting the Clippers, really? Like you're really yeah. still taking the Clippers? I don't. I just don't see anything. If the Clippers co- cover the spread, then more power to them. There's nothing that's telling me that this is a good play of taking the Clippers here. Give me the Utah Jazz plus four and sprinkle on the money line. Like this is absolutely everything. Parlay all of the trends together, whatever you want to do, all of that. I just don't see the Clippers being in this game. Yeah, Utah Jazz, 12 and 6 uh, against the spread so far this season on the road. Or sorry, as an underdog, 11 and 2 against the spread. And on the road so far this year, the Utah Jazz are uh, 7 and 4 against the spread. So all of those numbers are well, well above 60% for the Utah Jazz. And I think that a lot of people will see, hey, okay, Kawhi Leonard's back. Oh, maybe Paul George is playing. But no, I still think that they're still figuring stuff out on offense when you get Kawhi Leonard back. Um, after missing so many games. Um, and this Utah Jazz team, they just find ways to win, man. They have guys. They put it together a squad. I think that's just what it is. They have guys that can knock down the three-point shot, and they're playing with house money. Like, we knew or the books projected this team to be one of the worst teams after, you know, all the trades that they made for or traded away Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, that they'll be contending for a top three, top five pick. But it's kind of been the, it's been the opposite uh, for this Utah Jazz team where they're just going out and just playing basketball and having good fun. And I think we got to give their head coach a lot of credit too for what he's been able to do with the guys that he has put together uh, on this team. So, uh, yeah, I'm there right there with you, man. I got to take the Utah Jazz here plus the four against this Clippers team uh, in this game. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell, 223 and a half? I'm not taking it over with the Clippers. Yeah, I, I agree. can't do it. I'm not taking it over with the Clippers. I think that – and you sit here – I mean, the only thing that concerns me is the fact that the Utah Jazz could possibly just get really, really hot from the field. And yeah. at that point, at this point, I'm still just respecting the Clippers as a really good defensive team and what they're able, and they're going to be able to not let the Jazz just kind of run and do whatever they want all over them. Especially the fact that the Jazz got addition by subtraction, and the fact that you know it's very sad to hear about Mike Conley's injury. And you hope that he can bounce back and still be able to play at you know a decent level, but. He wasn't wasn't playing that well. He really wasn't. And yeah. so now you're bringing and you're giving Malik Beasley more minutes. Who's been that guy? You're giving Colin Sexton, oh, who can be that yeah. guy, more minutes. You have THC. Like you have pieces out here that you give them minutes and they can do stuff for you. So I don't know, man. This this feels like a really good spot in crypto for the Jazz on the road to uh, make something happen against the Clippers. So yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking at Colin, uh, Colin Sexton's assist prop here tonight once the book does post it. I'm pretty sure that he should be the starter uh, for this Utah Jazz team while Mike Conley is out at that point guard position. But mm-hmm. um, I don't see it out uh, yet. But, yeah, definitely keep that in mind. 
all over the Utah Jazz here tonight against the LA Clippers. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Uh, no, no, let's go. All right, before we get into our lock and dog to close out the show here, uh, let me tell you guys about the Thanksgiving free roll happening over at SGPN. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the DGENs on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday slate. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see that your unique bingo card on your screen. And whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. And if you get bingo, you'll win $100 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. So, again, make sure to get over to the uh, SGPN app where it's exclusively happening on the SGPN app. Some DGEN action happening over on Thanksgiving Day hosted by the SGPN and the bosses over there on the uh, on the app there. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dave. Well, with the holidays around the corner, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts for this holiday season. And that's where Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. And if you're struggling, you know, we, we've all been in that situation. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you need some extra, extra help or you're struggling to make ends meet, the holidays times can be a really stressful time for you. But with Dave, you can make your you can get your money sooner so you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones, with your family, friends, and not having to worry about how much money you have to get through the week. Dave is a banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, there's no late fees or credit checks. There's more money uh, for you to buy those last minute gifts or you just simply just catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that you have been stressing out about without any hangups. So all you got to do is download the Dave app from the app store right now or go to Dave.com. Again, download the Dave app from the app store right now or go to Dave.com. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, Terrell, let's get into our lock and dog for this uh, Monday night schedule in the NBA. Uh, I'll lead it off here uh, with my lock and dog. Um for my lock, I'm gonna go. Uh, um, <laughs> for my lock, I'm gonna go with the over in the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls game over two twenty nine and a half. Talked about how just fantastic and how great the Boston Celtics offense has been so far this season, leading a lot of the offensive metrics where they are number one. Uh, whether that comes to offensive efficiency, three-point shooting, they're just a wagon right now just scoring the basketball. And I think Chicago should be able to get theirs as well. Zach Levine is in. DeMar DeRozan is in. Um, and I think that we'll see an up-and-down game between these two teams. So I'll take the over 229.5 as my lock for the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls game. For my dog, a um, couple of options here. I know we both like the Knicks. We both like the Jazz. I'm going to swing for the fences here. Give me the Miami Heat plus eight and a half and plus 280 on the money line here going into Minnesota after the embarrassing loss last night. 
Not sure if Jimmy Butler is going to be in or not for this game, but I think this is a good spot going into into Minnesota here tonight for the Miami Heat to bounce back. Uh, I know he's going to be out. Is Jimmy Butler with two more games that they said, but uh, he's not going to be able to go tonight. But I think there's enough for this Miami Heat team to steal one in Minnesota here tonight. So give me Minnesota. Sorry, give me Miami Heat plus eight and a half and plus two eighty on the money line uh, to get the victory here against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Terrell, what do you got? For my lot, Knicks plus two. Knicks are wrong team favorite. Knicks are the better team. They're going to get revenge for losing to this team in um, Madison Square Garden where they just, you know, got the best effort. A lot of out, lot of injuries in that front court for the Thunder. I think that the Knicks take advantage. Knicks plus two. For my dog, I'll take the Jazz plus 140 on the money line. Again, wrong team favorite. Jazz are clearly the better team. I think that while the Clippers can't add to, do, to them defensively, I think that with Mike Conley out, giving Malik Beasley, Colin Sexton, and uh, Taylor Horton Tucker more minutes is yeah. going to be a really, really tough thing for the Clippers to defend, and somebody's going to be able to get off and have a really good game. And pull the Jazz close to this and, you know, for money line win potential here. Jazz have just been really good as a dog, covering a lot of games as a dog. I'll take them on the money line, plus 140. Love it. All right, just to recap, uh, lock for Terrell. Knicks plus the two. Sprinkle that on the money line as well. And then his dogs going to be the Utah Jazz here tonight uh, against the L.A. Clippers. Currently seeing that price right now of plus 140 and plus three and a half on the spread for the Utah Jazz. And then for mine, going with the over in the Celtics and Bulls game over 229 and a half. And um, Miami Heat money line here, plus 280, plus eight and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Terrell, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, bud? Um, man. I mean, Ben Simmons, can you hit that three-pointer? <laughs> hey, big game tomorrow yeah. against the Philadelphia. No Embiid, which sucks. Yeah. That's no Embiid, no Harden. Yeah, no Harden, no Maxi either. Maxi's out for three to four weeks as well. So not good times for Philly fans right now. I think they used up all their juice um, in the world. Man, if, with all of them not playing, this has to be like – Ben Simmons has to go out there and just look like – Freaking Stefan Morrowberry when he went overseas. <laughs> like, he's got to go Triple out. Triple double. Just look, yeah, just look freaking crazy with everybody being out. Like, just take advantage. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow as usual for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure to follow the Twitter account at SGPN NBA. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel for the NBA Gambling Podcast account. You guys know when we will go live uh, every day for the NBA pods and our episodes. Make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter. At really real underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Woo!